Welcome to the Kingdom Life Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Nilsson, speaker, author, and yes, life coach. We live in a noisy world with a million external influences vying for our attention. This is the space where we can quiet the noise, sort out our thoughts through honest conversation, and discover what it looks like to take aligned, faith-filled action in a world of endless possibilities. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Kingdom Life Coaching Podcast with Megan Nelson. Hey, uh, if you haven't listened to the first episode, go back and listen to that. It's where I share the story of how I even got to this place of really pursuing what is kingdom living? What does that look like? Uh, I share the story of sitting on my counselor's couch and having her tell me that motherhood was not my highest calling and that in fact, my highest calling was to be a daughter of God and really finding my identity in him. What does that look like? So I've been spending the past decade working on that myself. I have not arrived by any stretch of the imagination, but I have some learned some things along the way. And that's what I would love to do in this podcast is begin to have those conversations and dive into those deeper wells, if you will, of what it looks like to live with God and Today, what I would love to explore is this idea of a divine invitation. So I would say that our call into adoption was something you could call a divine invitation. What does that mean? To me, this is something that feels like a shift in the air. I don't know if... I can explain it any other way except for to think about this idea that God has put something in your heart. A divine invitation is something that feels outside of the ordinary sort of folding the laundry, filling the fridge, going to work, watching soccer games. Yes, God is in those spaces. There is no doubt. But there are times in our life when the atmosphere just feels different, like there's some kind of stirring into a new season. And I can't often put my fingers on the details, but when we were called into this journey of adoption, I just knew something was about to change. People talk about the still small voice of God, and I do believe that that is something to be paying attention to on this kingdom journey. Something that is drawing you closer to wholeness in all aspects of the word, something that's drawing you closer to your destiny and really closer to God. And when we walked through uh, our family changing and, and really growing in this beautiful way of adoption, I mean, God took me on a journey of faith that really required me to examine every law of control that I had so carefully manufactured. So I really was living like I was in control of my life. And perhaps you've heard this Christian cliche of living for an audience of one. And while it sounds cheesy at times, I do believe that that's what kingdom living is about, is that we ultimately know that our identity is in the Lord He is the one who has created us, who loves us, who's calling us into deeper purposes. And when we live really focused on paying attention to that, 
trusting that identity, trusting that call, then we begin to make decisions from that lens. So you will learn over time, if you do not know this already, that I am a firstborn, people pleaser, Enneagram 9 kind of gal. And I can really, really go down the rabbit hole of listening to other people's opinions, wondering what I should do, you know, polling Instagram or Facebook about every single solitary thing. And God has really worked in my life to to begin to reconstruct that and talk to me about what it looks like to really listen to him and follow these divine invitations. So to me, a divine invitation is this stirring, this stirring that you can't put your finger on, but you know that something is going to be coming. And perhaps it starts out very privately and personally at first. And then maybe you garner enough courage to tell another person or to write it in your journal. And then things start to become real. What if I told you that coming to the end of yourself is actually when things start to get exciting in this journey of faith? I wonder How are you feeling stirred even now as I say these words? If you're honest with yourself, is there a dream or a vision tucked away in your heart that you have neglected? Maybe you want to start a business. Maybe there is a nonprofit that's on your heart that you would love to offer to the world. Do you want to write a book or start a podcast or climb Mount Kilimanjaro or run a marathon? I personally don't want to run a marathon, but hey, there are people who do. And it's like God is calling you to a higher level of yourself, emotionally, physically, spiritually speaking. Are you ready to take a step and be, and and begin to explore what that would look like to let it out into the light? I'm telling you there is something really sacred and profound when we begin to speak out loud the things that God is dropping in our heart. Now, if that feels a little too scary at this point, then perhaps you grab a journal and a pen and you start to write with the Lord. Write it out. Begin to to let it take shape and ask him what he's bringing about in your life. Step two is to actually find a trusted soul and share that desire with them. That maybe you're, you're feeling the stirring of a heavenly, heavenly invitation into something new that's going to require change, that's going to require risk, stepping out in a new way. Listen, when I started this business of life coaching, that's exactly how it went down for me. So several years ago, um, my kids were, were getting older. They're still getting older, thank goodness. Uh, But my kids were getting older and quite frankly, did not need me, quote unquote, like they used to in their younger years. In fact, not only did they not really need me, they would much prefer that I would step out of the picture for a while so that they could uh, learn lessons on their own and take care of their own life. They did not need mom micromanaging them in any way, shape or form. I was working for a nonprofit that I absolutely love. I love the mission of it. Um, I was so happy to be working with these people. And yet there was something inside my spirit that was um, a little bored. It sounds terrible to say it out loud as I'm talking to you, but I was, um, I just wasn't 
operating in my highest calling with the stirring and the messages that the Lord had put inside of me. And I was praying to him about this and I was like, okay, God, you know that uh, these are the things that I love to do, speak, write, communicate, etc. And I don't feel like I have the opportunity to really step out um, in freedom and independence as, you know, as the stirring feels in, inside my soul. And in that moment, as I was thinking and praying about this, I really felt the Holy Spirit impress on my heart. Megan, you are very comfortable behind the scenes and propping everybody else up and running everybody else's social media and encouraging them and pushing them out into the spotlight to live their dreams. But you are shrinking back, hiding behind the curtains and not sharing the dream that I have given you the message that I have given you to put out into the world. So I felt like in that moment, I had a divine invitation and I had a choice. I could retreat into the safety of my comfort zone and, you know, begin to continue to to prop everybody else up. Or I could take a big, bold risk and step out into my own calling. So at the top of 2020, um, I hired a business coach. I had no business, no idea what I was going to do. I just knew that I had enough spiritual energy inside of me to follow this thread and see what the Lord was bringing me into. So I hired a business coach and we started chipping away at all the things that one does with a business coach. Well, what could I do? What do you love? What's your zone of genius? What do people come to you for, et cetera, et cetera. And about halfway through our six month commitment, she looked at me and she said, you know what? I want to hire you to be my spiritual life coach. It's like, oh, wow. What, what does that mean? And she had been working with, you know, financial coaches and business coaches, and she was well-versed in this world. And she said, I really want to work with someone who can help me look at my life and ask the questions about my life through a kingdom lens. What does it look like to, to honor God, walk in step with the spirit, be aligned with him in all the ways? And so at that point, we started working together and it was amazing And I thought, oh my goodness, if she needs this and values this and invests in this, this, would would other people? And so that's how I started my coaching business. Since then, I have done a lot of education, uh, been in lots of masterminds and groups and certifications, et cetera. But that moment in my life really depicts to me what it feels like to have a divine invitation. There's this moment of choice. The tagline of this podcast is taking aligned action in a world of possibilities. And it's true every day, every moment of every day, we have a choice about how we're going to live. Now, some things are scripted for us. Some things come down the lens of life and we have to do them. So then the choice isn't necessarily whether or not you do this thing. It's how you approach it. What's your perspective as you follow God into something in your life? And so key characteristics of a divine invitation. So if you're listening to me and you're like, okay, Megan, that all sounds well and good for you, but how do I know if God's stirring something in me? 
So I want to bring a few things to your awareness. Number one, a divine invitation has this idea of adventure and risk. There's something that feels a little bit exciting, nerve wracking, risky, because you know that God is calling you into something, but you don't know how it's going to turn out. Maybe you've never experienced it before and you wonder, oh my gosh, what is this going to look like? So adventure and risk. Number two, just flat heart palpitations. So if you feel your body physically physically getting ramped up, you feel your heart beating out of your chest when you think about something specific. Pay attention. God is very likely stirring something inside of you when you get excited about something. What are you passionate about? How, when does your heart begin to race when you think about something that you could be doing? If it's beyond yourself, that is another clue that it is a divine invitation from the Lord. You think, how in the world could I do this? I have no idea. Listen, when God called Moses to speak on behalf of the people, he was like, no, thank you. I do not speak. This is not me. This is my brother, Aaron. And God said, okay, great. I will provide Aaron as a helpmate for you. You guys will work together, but I'm calling you into this. That was not his natural comfort zone. If you feel a sense of risk, if your heart begins to race and beat out of your chest, if it's something that's beyond yourself that you could do in your natural abilities on any given Tuesday, it's probably from God. So begin to ask him, is this your agenda, God, or is this mine? And many times it comes in a still, small voice. Both times the story that I shared on the first episode about this call of adoption, I was expecting kids, (laughs) sounds so crude, but I was expecting the kids to sort of show up on our doorstep and the still small voice said, Megan, you walk out your doorstep. Look all around you. There are kids around the world that need love. When it comes to starting this business, I was very comfortable working for someone else, propping up someone else's message. And the still small voice came to me and gave me this message, this invitation of Megan, you have a choice. You can continue to work for other people, which is all well and good. There is nothing wrong with that. But if you want to jump into this adventure and divine risk, what if you put yourself out there And you begin to speak the message that I am putting on your heart. What do others recognize in you? Are people calling out gifts and talents that they see in you? Asking you, hey, when are you going to write that book? Hey, when are you going to lead that class? Hey, when are you going to? If you have people coming up to you and saying, when are you going to? That means that they see something in you that the world needs. There is a gift, there is a talent, there is a skill, there is something that God has positioned uniquely in your heart and mind, in your skill set that the world needs. And perhaps you are not yet walking in that place. 
Now, what distracts us from divine invitations? Because it may sound super exciting for me to talk about risk and adventure and still small voice of God and people calling out gifts and talents in you. And yet we know that it's very common to say, "Mm, things, but no thanks. I don't know. It sounds kind of cool, but I'm not really sure if I'm ready for that. So what distracts us or takes us out of alignment from these places? I would say, number one, everyday tasks. Just life. There's a long to-do list. There's things that need to happen around your work, your job, your family. We have everyday tasks that just seem to vault to the top of the to-do list. So we never really get around to taking the time to pay attention to God. Number two, noise. This world is noisy. We have these devices in our hands called smartphones and they distract us 24-7. We have pings and texts and news alerts coming up on our phones all the time, right? So everyday tasks, the noise of the world, logic and reason. Another reason why we don't really pay attention to the divine invitations is because our brain wants to talk us out of it. Our brain wants to tell us, you know what? Let's just stay better safe than sorry. Why would you do this? This does not, this is not going to bring anything beneficial to you. Whether that's the voice of the enemy and Satan coming in to truly thwart God's purposes or attempt to thwart because we know that the enemy cannot thwart any of God's purposes or it's your own analytical thoughts just kind of dulling it down in your mind, that would be another reason why we would back away from a divine invitation. Another reason is that we wonder what other people will think. What will they think if I step out in this way? Who who am I to possibly think that I could do this? Back to the audience of one. Now, if we're going to hurt somebody, we're not going to do it. But if it's something that brings about the fruit of God in our life and it's beautiful and it will bless people and encourage people and grow people, then we maybe need to not think so much about what others' opinions are. People naturally want to protect themselves and people naturally want to protect their loved ones. And if someone thinks that this might be a little bit risky for you, it is very common for someone in your life that you love and loves you to say, well, I don't know, because they just want to protect you. I get that. I'm a mom. I want to protect my kids all the time. And yet part of growing up and them growing in in independence is that they begin to take risks on their own. That is how we mature. Maybe another thing that would distract you from a divine invitation is your own need to control the outcome. You are the one putting that roadblock in front of this adventure for yourself because you don't know how it's going to turn out. And that is, that is a worldly truth. We do not know how things are going to turn out. And yet when God invites us into more, when he invites us into more of his spirit, more into deeper into his kingdom living, then he promises that it will, it will be more beautiful than we could imagine. Will there be brokenness? Most likely. 
Will there be lessons learned, mistakes made? Absolutely. But will he bring about his purposes in beautiful ways? Yes. Yes, he will. So how do we get real here and really understand what to do next? I would say number one is this. Pray about it. Pray about it. This is probably not new information for you, but have you brought this idea? Have you brought this stirring to the Lord? If he's prompting you to fast from something, fast from social media, fast from talking to other people, fast from actual food, in order to create space to hear from him, then do so. Number two would be getting alone with God in solitude and journaling. Pull out a journal. I know when I say the word journal, there's lots of people that are like, ugh, I definitely don't want to do that. But there's something really amazing that happens when you write something down because you see your own words on the page. It begins to take shape as something real. And then you can ask the Lord to speak into it. What do you want me to know about this? Listen, write down what he says. Number three, worship. I know when I am so confused and wrapped around the axle about something specific, Sometimes I don't even know what to pray for. The words don't come, but I can turn on worship music and immediately the Lord begins to straighten out my spirit and connect me to him. I am hearing words of truth. And music does something to to really weave its way into your soul. Next, ask a trusted friend. After you've prayed about it, you've journaled about it, you've worshiped the Lord, take it to a trusted Christian friend and ask them to pray with you. Someone who is going to ask amazing questions, someone who's going to point you to Jesus and trust that they are coming alongside you in this quest. If there's still no answer, go back to the beginning, pray and fast. Journal with the Lord, worship him, ask a trusted friend. And sometimes when we feel like there's no answer, it's because A, we don't really like what we're hearing or B, we're not really listening. So what would it look like for you to be your most authentic self in this season? What would it look like for you to show up aligned in who God has made you to be and truly seek his kingdom? Explore what a divine invitation looks like for you. What is that thing that has been tucked away inside your heart, personal, private for all these years, that God is lovingly inviting you to explore, to give this gift to the world? What if I told you that you, neglecting a divine invitation, is actually a form of withholding love and blessing from those around you? You are withholding love and blessing because you are not stepping into the gifts and callings that he's given you that will serve and bless 
the world. So take some time, get honest about what that stirring is inside of you. Pray about it, journal about it, share with one trusted person, and then see what God does to begin to open up a pathway for you to take the next right step. All right. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Can't wait for next time. Thank you so much for listening. If this episode challenged or inspired you, I would be honored if you would rate it and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts so others can hang out with us too. If you'd like to connect at a deeper level, you can find me on Instagram at Megan underscore Nilsson or head to my website, meganbnilsson.com and schedule a free curiosity and connection call. Let's keep the conversation going.